Don't just ride the index, seek to outperform it with Fidelity Active ETFs. Learn more at fidelity.com slash active ETFs. Before investing in any exchange-traded fund, you should consider its investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses. Contact Fidelity for a prospectus, an offering circular, or if available, a summary prospectus containing this information. Read it carefully. While active ETFs offer the potential to outperform an index, these products may more significantly trail an index as compared with passive ETFs. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC, member NYSE, SIPC. Are you tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? Well, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yes, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. And then Raven's like, I would punch that shark in the face. And I believe it. You know what? One of those (laughs) things is a true thing about sharks. Welcome to Here to Make Friends, a HuffPost podcast about the Bachelor franchise, where we lovingly snark on The Bachelor and Bachelor-adjacent shows. Whether you love The Bachelor or love to hate it, we're here to break down every single delicious moment with you. I'm Emma Gray. And I'm Claire Fallon. bachelor valentine's day edition happy valentine's day guys we are here right now with danny hoyt one of the hosts of the after buzz tv bachelor podcast he's in new york this week so we get him yay welcome danny we're really winning right thank now. you for reminding me that i'm single as could be um, it's so good to be i'm, I'm glad this is happening this is real life. I know. I know. This is this what is happens like, this is when like a podcast Valentine's Day. I know. It really, it really is. Like the most important together. brand of love. This is all it the is. date I need. I got a double date with you. It's a two on one, and I'm going to break but the no rules and keep to go both home. of you. <laughs> yeah, no one has to go home. And Nick. Nick and Faith. Okay, so we have so much to talk about. We have to talk about the big announcement last night. We have to talk about. The date, which at this point seems, or the episode, which seems like a distant memory at this point. So, I I guess let's start with the recap and then we'll get into the big announcement. Yeah, I think we should. The thing that, the only thing that matters anymore now that we know um, the outcome of the season, basically. (laughs) Yeah, basically. Um, Okay, so we start post cliffhanger after Nick swept into the girl's room to tell them that he no longer believes he can find love and that at any moment he could stop having any feelings for them. Did you guys think for a second, by the way, that he was going to maybe end this, like, end no. the journey? No, 100% you didn't think so? no. No, we have preview clips of the rest of the season. Like, we've seen the rest of the season in flashes. Like, even at one point it seemed like they were oversetting up Rachel's confidence to make it seem like she was going to go home. And I was like, we've seen her on an on Arctic date. Yeah, I guess that's true. But if there was somebody that would just bounce, he would be a guy that would bounce and be like, I can't. I'm sorry. He totally yes. would. He would totally do like a post-it breakup. He would. But if we but we knew I'm that sorry. he wasn't going I can't. to. We knew there was Don't a proposal. Don't hate me. <laughs> <laughs> Burger. But, <we> knew. <laughs> but he's never seen sex in the city, obviously. Yeah. So, um, yeah. No, I totally think he would. But... We knew that he didn't because that's the thing is they try to tease these things, but they've already teased other things that conflict with that. Also, every time they try to do one of these big dramatic reveals, it's always a misdirect. Yeah. And I feel like if you've watched the show enough, you're like, okay, I get it. Every time. And I feel like they there's these patterns I've started to notice. However, 
I feel like they broke some of those this year. Like these patterns you notice where somebody's, you know, like for example, Sarah. Sarah was somebody that I thought was like, she's going to, she, I had her in an early prediction, like top five maybe, because they weren't giving her a lot of screen time. And then she goes home and still got like no screen time. Yeah. So these patterns of where they kind of save some of someone to see, like Whitney. Yeah. Where I thought maybe Whitney would go far and then didn't at all. She cut, she made it. Considering how little one. she spoke on screen, she <laughs> yeah, made it for She was far. like this season's Samantha Stefan. <laughs> yes, yes, that's what I oh, said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was yeah, saying yeah, that to Claire did. the other day. And I was like, Samantha Stefan? I thought she went home like the first episode. I was like, <laughs> no, Claire, she, she made like, it to exactly. like week seven. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, like I, there's usually a couple girls who seem cool but, but and make it kind of far, but they never really break out. I think that Catherine kind of – messed with everyone's perception of what could happen because she was so absent yeah. until about this point in the show was and when see, that's we what I'm basing it off of too. Yeah, it was right. like, we didn't see her, we didn't see her, and then all of a sudden, oh my gosh, she won. So. Yeah. But they also had such an amazing date. And I feel like I haven't, we had some early, really, really excellent dates with yeah. Nick. And then this week, the only one that seemed really joyful was Rachel. Yeah. I know, that's and killing that was, me. It was really, and now that we know you know, spoiler alert, but not because everyone knows she's the Bachelorette. It kind of ruined it for me. Yeah. Yeah, made it kind of weird. I don't. We'll break it. I guess you guys want to yeah, save that. Okay. Yeah, we'll talk about that later because okay. I have theories. Yeah. Okay. So theories are proliferating. So Nick announces. I'm sorry. Claire's throwing these words into. Claire is an English major. What was the one you used earlier? Mellifluous. Mal- ma- Mellifluous and pr- proliferating. I've I've been doing some some book reading recently. (laughs) Um, Okay. So Nick leaves um, and just runs into Chris Harrison on the beach. (laughs) It's just, it was for... Fortuitous. By the I'm way, sorry. I'm, I'm going to get really self-conscious uh, now. <laughs> no, do it. I like it. When I watch this back, I'll be taking notes only on your word choices. Um, I have a question the, about you yeah. about this. By the way, do you think Chris only flies down for like those little moments, or do you think he stays for the whole week? Like, I he think he's hanging out and he's on the beach in a robe with mimosas. I think he literally is because yeah. they need him at a moment's notice. They're not going to fly him all the way down. Yeah, he's just having a really great time at a five-star hotel watching a lot of cable television. So Chad was right last season when he's like, go back to your drinking your mimosas in your yeah, bathroom. Yeah, I think that that was based on observation of what Chris Harrison was doing. <laughs> that was a very real. Okay. Everyone was like, sick burn, but really, it's Also, actually... you're like, wow, that's the best life ever. <laughs> well done, Chris Harrison. <laughs> yeah, jeez. Okay, so yeah, he runs into Chris. And, and at, uh, at Nick's um, build last week, he talked about, like, he didn't really have any downtime because he's always on camera. He's always doing a date or an interview. He was like, but Chris Harrison kind of just, like, hangs out. Like, he doesn't have to be on camera. So he's the one who has all this downtime. And that kind of reaffirmed that for me. Okay, so Chris Harrison is just chilling on this beach. Ready for a therapy session. And uh, Nick really opens up to him about how his past is coming back to haunt him. I will say, I, I, th- I feel like Nick was, we've seen um, the sensitive side of Nick and it's grown throughout the episodes, but this episode was adult Nick, and I, I loved it. Because I, th- I feel like, and I know you guys have had Nick on here, we've had Nick on our show multiple times as well, and and I, you see that side of Nick, but we hadn't really seen it as, like, from a show standpoint. Yeah. And I feel mm-hmm. like we saw this, like, a little bit of adult side of Nick where he really is wanting to find that more than anything. Yeah, it's interesting because I think Corinne... As, like is so fun to watch. I think she's taken up a lot of the space on the show that would normally yeah. go to developing 
other relationships where Nick has a bit more of a voice. Like when we see little clips of him with Rachel or Vanessa, sometimes you see his personality coming out, but it's so brief always. It's very mellifluous, you know. It's kind of, <laughs> okay, that, we're did, gonna, I'm going to make out. a cheat sheet for you. Okay. That's not very That's close, not but um, it, they're both positive words. Um, <laughs> and uh, he tells Chris that um, he's been very confident in relationships before only to have the rug pulled out from under him. We hear him use that terminology again a little bit later. But he is sort of able to put these pieces together in a way where with Ben, Ben's whole narrative was, I don't feel like I can be loved. I didn't feel like it before, and then I went on The Bachelorette, and I really didn't feel loved. And now I just don't know if I can be loved. And there, it was very one note, and pr- partly because I think because Ben was very young. Um, and Nick has has a bit more of a nuanced perspective on his experience and how it's affected him and is able to, like, recognize his emotions as they're happening, which is kind of cool. Yeah, I think he yeah. internalizes as well. Yeah. Yeah, and I also think, you know, it probably is pretty jarring for him as someone who has done this show a few times. So I would imagine feels a lot of pressure to kind of deliver on this season and to— have it things sure. work out in a in a good way, but also wants to only wants to get engaged to someone if he's actually into them. So I, I feel like he just got a little bit shaken this week and was like, yeah. wait, what if none of these like random 25 women that were selected <laughs> for me are people I actually want to be with in the real world? Which would not be an insane thing if you're just thinking about like the bachelor separate from the structure of the show. Yeah. And I did – I asked him whether it was a big adjustment to go from being a contestant to being a lead. But you see that uh, – and that maybe doing it so many times was a disadvantage because he's gotten so into the groove of being a contestant. Like he's comfortable <laughs> with the beats of that, like yeah. having to power through when the lead is spending time with other people and staying really focused on them. And it's a completely different experience to have to prioritize different relationships and – that gives him all this space to question each of the relationships. And he is really used to using the strength of his focus. And that's the opposite of what he needs right now. I know. Well, I think the paradox of of focusing on one person to now focusing on all these and compartmentalizing each one, it's I think it's thrown his whole – because he's an intelligent guy. And it's yeah. thrown his whole brain system in this loop where he's – who was it that said he was getting in his head? Was it Vanessa? Vanessa, Vanessa yeah. was like, I think he's getting his head, and he is. And you can see it happening. He's just in his head. And I think you're very, to your point, I was like, he has this moment where like, oh my gosh, there's six girls left, and what if it's none of them? Right. Like, I would yeah. go sit on a beach and try to find Chris Harrison as well <laughs> in a cocktail. Comfort me, Chris. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and Chris is always sort of like, well— Okay. Yeah, he's a man, he's a man of few words. He's very yeah. he's very prolific. Nope, not gonna try it. Uh, um, and so finally, Nick goes back to the women who are sitting there in just complete silence. It was a very atmospheric open to the episode. There was no music. It was just completely silent room. He comes back in and gives a little speech about how. The reason that he, it was, he sent Danielle L home was that he was forcing it, but 
he also saw that he had these stronger relationships with the six of them. I have a question for you guys about that moment. Mm-hmm. When he said that, and they cut to each girl's face with this like bright like smile, like each one had a. <laughs> did you notice this? Each one had a moment they where it's like Rachel yeah. smiles. Do you think that was actually in the moment? Or there was a producer later that walked in and they had a camera on him and the producer was telling them, like, you're going to go to Bimini or whatever. <laughs> and that's when they caught the genuine smiles. Because did you notice that it was so, yeah, like, it was like I, a case yeah, commercial. I would be surprised commercial. if it, it was, was all in, in the all moment. In the moment. I, I wonder if they just keep, like, the ca- camera on each of them so that they can catch, catch that one, one smile. moment when they <laughs> smile. Like, when Nick comes back in and they're like, oh, and then they use that later. Yeah. Um, but to Nick's credit, I think that... They were all so worried, and I think he did provide a sense of relief in his explanation of Daniel L. And, like, because they were all like, he just sent a really good girl home. You know, this is what's going through the brain, at least I think from a male standpoint. And and for him to explain it as the, I had stronger relationships in this room, if you're a girl sitting there, did that do it for you? Did that justify? I mean, yes and no. I think that if you already felt good about the relationship, it might help. But if you're questioning it at all, I would be thinking— well, he felt like he was forcing it with Danielle, but is it he forcing fine. it with me? Is he forcing it with gotcha. me? Yeah, sure, yeah. sure. And I think that's where we heard Corinne and a few of them say a few times, Nick is just so unpredictable. Yeah. Um, because once he once he decides this isn't it with someone, he will send them home. Which is actually something that I really like about him. Hmm. He like stay he he's very precise in his breakups. Yeah. Once he makes a decision. He's just—he can't fake it. Yeah. I mean, he couldn't fake it at the beginning. I think it would have been really comfortable, like, more comfortable for him if he would have had the option of just sending home, like— 20 of them. Yeah, yeah. 15 at a time. Yeah, yeah. It's like, I don't know. None of these women are real. And they're like, read literally, it on his we have five more weeks. It. He doesn't make eye contact with them. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, and I had this thought, too. There's been—the onus on the rose ceremony has so—it's just—it's become such a small thing. Like, nobody really cares. We didn't even have one. <laughs> so yeah, I'm wondering, ever. like, in the future, like, would they change that? Because the rose ceremony is such a small part of the show, at least after the first like four or five episodes like yeah. I could see them changing the format at it some point it would be kind of amazing because like it makes a lot of sense at the beginning when you have to let go like five girls at once imagine yeah. if instead they just did them like ad hoc at any given moment <laughs> and he had to just act like seven girls in an episode at random They're, moments yeah, they like, like sitting in their cocktail that dress would and he's really... like you know that was a great sob story but I'm gonna be honest it's like American Idol back I'm in the day it's like they put him in three rooms yeah. and like one room stays <laughs> and the rest of them go Oh, yeah. that'd be Oh, that'd God, be that's going to fuel that's... my getting laid off nightmares. I was <laughs> have very creative ones. Um, and, okay. Uh, so we got to move on. Yeah, card. Vanessa gets the date card. Um, Corinne, obviously, only girl left who hasn't had a one-on-one date, is really expecting it, is very freaked out that Vanessa gets it instead. The date card says, let's go deeper, which, I... Nick, mm, <laughs> kind of a, an inopportune, I don't know if that's the right word. It is. Yeah, I was <laughs> yeah, 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 that's correct. Um, it's <laughs> it's maybe not the the phrase I would use They're for like, a date for Nick. We're just gonna really but... lean into the fact that he's our sexual bachelor. Yeah, yeah producers know exactly what. They're doing. <laughs> oh, they totally do. And uh, Corinne gives this amazing little commentary on it, where she's like. I'm really freaked out because I think what it means is that he wants to go deeper emotionally with her. And that really freaks me out. I'm like, yeah, it's the 
bachelor. Like, that's the whole point of every date. Like, what would it freak you out less if the point of the date card was we're going to have a sex competition and see how deep it can go in? Like, would that make you less freaked out? I mean, out? honestly, maybe. 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 She feels yeah. like she can compete on that front because she has she a lot of sex she charm. She has great sex abilities. Sex abilities, yeah. Yeah, she I've said never both heard that things phrase this episode, before. sex abilities and sex charm. Neither of those are phrased because, well, for one thing, sex is not an adjective. Um, so also she's bloated, which I'm. I was. she pointed out. She was like, I'm really bloated. And she I was said like, that? Yeah. 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 I don't remember that. It was part she of said, her monologue. She said about something like, I'm frustrated <laughs> and I'm bloated. Oh, yeah. and, I'm, and she was like, I'm bloated. And I was like, no, I know the feeling when I've been eating nothing but trays and trays of room service and, and drinking lots of champagne. <laughs> That's kind of what happens. Um, so Vanessa and Nick are going on the first date of the week. And it is on it's a, a lot yacht. of boating dates this yeah. week. They, they just didn't. They decided not to get very creative with the dates. Yeah. They're like, eat, just walk around this island Go on a boat. Had you guys ever heard of Bimini, by the way? Yeah. I had not. I had not. Okay. I've been to the Bahamas and I've never heard of Bimini. Yeah, me too. Really? But it looked cool. I've never been to the Bahamas, but I have heard of Bimini. (laughs) What an interesting situation we have. I think for me, I started wondering, like, is it that small of an island that there's just not? Well, on the map that they showed us, it looked very tiny. Very tiny. (laughs) Yeah. There's one bar that isn't at an all, all-inclusive resort or something. They were like, this is where the locals go. <laughs> <laughs> and they're just like two guys playing dominoes. Uh, yeah. The, the locals are not going to be going there anymore soon. Because um, I'm going there and I'm finding that bar and I'm ruining it. <laughs> Same. I'm you are recreating Nick's journey. Just, yeah. Claire's just following in Nick's That's footsteps. where I'm going on my honeymoon. Yeah. <laughs> I want to get the. I want to get some good advice for Greg from when that they, bartender. When they introduced themselves to the bartender, I was hoping they were kind of auditioning to be like the new bartender on Bachelor in Paradise. <laughs> like, what's your name? Jorge would never share the spotlight. <laughs> yeah. No. Jorge's selfish with the spotlight. And he deserves it. He works really hard for that spotlight. Um, but no, we're getting ahead of ourselves. Vanessa has never been on a boat. We know that's not true. We've seen her on a boat before yeah. this season. I think she meant yacht. Yeah. So fine. She's never been on a yacht. <laughs> a yacht. As yachts go, it's pretty small. It's more like a boat. Um, I'm not a frequent yachter, but I'll, I'll take your word for <laughs> this, it. Like neither, nothing really but... stuck with me from this date. Yeah, you know? I'm they're trying just, to remember they anything. They snorkeled. That stuck they out. made out in the water. It was pretty. It was, it was pretty. pretty. And I, mean, I think yeah. anytime you're in the water pretty. with bodies, that's. Yeah. It's sexually arousing yeah, and intimate. I feel, I feel okay, like the, we're learning a lot of things about you right now. <laughs> well, I'm just saying. <laughs> You're like the body. When in Bimini. Bimini. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, they mostly talked on the boat from what we saw about Danielle L and uh, how they both felt about her being sent home. And uh, But they seemed pretty comfortable, like, having that conversation. Yeah, and the whole time um, you could just tell that the producers were kind of psyching Vanessa up to admit that she's falling in love with Nick. Like, that's where the entire thing was heading. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. And then she does, at their evening portion, yeah. say that she's falling in love with him. And Nick says, I really, really like you. <laughs> that's Which, not even the worst thing that he said. Yeah, and then he thing? went on a whole it was, I think it was the way that he started. Because she said, I'm falling in love with you. He sort of wince it. He, like, kisses her, but he looks sort of uncomfortable. Yeah, didn't he kiss? He kissed her right away when she said it, right? Yeah. Yeah. And then he sort of pulls back and he pauses for a while. And then he says something like, I've been in love before. (laughs) I've been in love on this show before. 
bad way to start. Not not an auspicious beginning. If I'm Vanessa, yeah. I'm like, okay, and yeah, continue. and you Where can see going? that in her I eyes. Know. Yeah, she was getting increasingly <laughs> yeah. freaked out through his whole rambling. I read it as though Nick is a very self-aware guy. Mm-hmm. He watched Ben's season, and I feel like there were a couple things, and we saw both of them play out this episode that Nick told himself he 100 percent was not going to do. He was he was not going to sleep ben with someone. So he was not going to sleep with someone outside of the fantasy suite, mm-hmm. and he was not going to say, I love you to more than one person. So I think he was trying to explain that to Vanessa, but it came off so weird. That's the thing is she doesn't always need an explanation right. because usually on the show, even Ben didn't do this with six women left. Usually on the show they say, I'm falling in love with you, and you say, thank you so much for telling me that. You're so special to me. I'm so glad you're here. Please keep opening up to me. Right. right. We've seen this before. You actually don't need to explain why you're not saying yeah. I love you back when there's six people still there. Like the way that he opened it up, it sounded like he was going to finish with, and I know that you're not the person that I'm going to feel Yeah, that that's where I thought it was going yeah. to. Yeah. And I was shocked. But he was just being so clinical about it. Do you think he rehearsed in his head, being someone that that thinks through? And he's Kinda. you could yeah. tell this season he's think, had a couple rehearsals. Right, speeches. I think yeah. that's sort of where he ends up coming off weirdly sometimes. It just came he's out. Thought so many things through. Yeah. yeah. And so Vanessa feels really disappointed that he didn't reciprocate. She felt really sure that he felt the same way, which seemed a little naive because on the show, like with six women left. He they never, never say I love you. But I do think that I can see why she was really thrown by his response and felt not great about the com- – like didn't feel affirmed. Yeah. Because I think you you go into that conversation. If she knows she's going to say it, you have to set yourself up mentally to not be validated, you know, by mm-hmm. watching the show. Like we know the track right. record. But I think nobody's prepared for a moment to tell someone you love them and not hear it back. Like nobody's actually that emotionally never feels prepared. Feels never feels I don't, I've never done it. Yeah. I've never had that happen to me. I don't know about you guys, but I can't – I don't know how to prepare myself for that. Yeah. I mean the great thing is to say it to someone who is so startled and unsure of how to react <laughs> that, that they, they just say it, it back. <laughs> yeah. Like, it doesn't They're matter like, they oh, we've been it. dating for a week, but um, <laughs> yeah, I love you too. It just says <laughs> a lot about – Do you want to get some dinner? Claire's early dating life. <laughs> it's it's all good stuff. Yeah. I also feel um, like when if that happens when you're like 18, you're kind of – Exactly. It's sure. Fine. But when it's you're fine. 31 and 36 – Yeah. No. Right. If, that, if that was – Right now, I don't think I'd feel great about it. Right. Yeah, and I don't. I don't. I think it's good that he didn't just say it. Um, but we didn't I, need all of the exposition. I think he thought too much about trying to make her understand where he was coming from, and not enough about where she Agreed. would be receiving it from. And uh, he asked her to trust him. He's been asking her that a lot. So, I mean, I think that's one reason that I always feel like she is probably going to win is because he's giving her these little like seeds of. Please just stick this out, and mm-hmm. there will be a reward at the end. And realistically, <laughs> she's the only one now that we know it's not Rachel that I feel like yeah. I've seen a real intense spark with. Sure, I mean, I the agree. only other one was Christina, and he sent her home. Like she seemed like the dark horse person to me, who I w- who could didn't have, expect, yeah. and then she came yeah. on really strong, and then um, well, okay, so we'll get to that. Meanwhile, back at the house, Corinne is confiding in Rachel. And we learned tonight that Rachel is Team Corn. Yeah, yeah, they're corn. they're friends. They're yeah, friends. they're definitely friends. But I do love their scenes together because Rachel is so much older and more mature. She just is sitting and nodding and uh-huh. trying to be very diplomatic always. And yeah, Karen's like I just I just don't I just don't 
C. That's a great Corinne over there. <laughs> yeah. Very good. Hi. Hey. <laughs> She's like, I just don't see much depth there. Every time I talk to her, it's just like, oh, my family's Italian. We get together every weekend and make dinner. And I'm a special needs teacher. <laughs> over and over again. I thought that was kind of aggressively, like, attacking a little bit. It was pretty nasty. Yeah. I, I think we saw Corinne for the first time being really shaken this, yeah. this yeah, week. Yeah, we did. Which actually I kind of enjoyed because she seemed like less of a caricature and more of a human. Thank you. Yeah. I completely agree. I was like, oh, okay, there's a side of you that I actually get it. I get you a yeah, little more Yeah, I was like, now. oh, your anxiety. I relate to that. Sure. She's yeah. more relatable. Yeah, that's yeah. the best way to put it. Yeah. I feel like she's going through a stage that a lot of us went through much younger because we didn't have maybe she also support is structure of living at home with a nanny. She is quite young. She's young. But like when I was 24, but I think I gone through that stage already. she runs a multi-million dollar business. She runs it. She Which runs is why she can take it. a several month break. <laughs> yeah. And Just, also she's a model because, you know, those things go together. <laughs> but like, I don't know how she finds the time. Um, <laughs> probably because her nanny is doing everything for her. But like, no, I think by the time you're 24, You've gone through maybe in college some of these experiences mm-hmm. where mm-hmm. you learn to question yourself a little bit. And she's had so much of a support structure that it's a little bit delayed. I know she's still very young, but I think most of us go through this, like, breaking out and learning to cope with our emotions mm-hmm. without, like the 21 without year, just slathering yeah, them everywhere. 18 to 22, that's sort of the Shoot, yeah, I think mine was even into my, like, like late 20, 27, 28. Well, you know. For men, it's different. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> Guys, I really came out here to get consulted uh, relationship advice. Yeah, well, we're here. Don't for worry, that. we have a lot of opinions. <laughs> yeah. We've been listening and we're ready to tell you what's wrong with you. Um, I would be really worried, actually, if anyone was listening to me, what they would tell me about my mental health, the things I've said on this show. Um, okay, so meanwhile, There's a great date. They get the group date card. Christina, Raven, and Corinne get the group date. Corinne is obviously even more insecure now because she gets another group date. Which means no one-on-one before hometowns, which is kind of crazy. I don't, have we ever seen that? I'm trying, I was trying to think this morning, have I ever seen someone go to hometowns without ever getting a one-on-one? It's uh, like it's I don't, not something not that I, would I can remember. remember. Me either. Yeah. I would be interested to know if that's ever happened. Yeah, yeah I would need to do some digging because— I don't know if I would remember that off the top of my head, but it does seem very odd. Yeah. And I guess we still don't know technically if she's going to hometowns. And that's I think it's pretty thing. safe to say that she is, but yeah, yeah we, have, we don't have 100% confirmation. Because we're still waiting for the big shock, I can't believe he would do that thing, when all the girls are still together. They're about to be split up for hometowns and they never are together again. Is it at a rose ceremony yeah, or does it happen is it? before or, hometowns? Or do you think— there was that no- those that's a clip from something else that they just didn't use. No, I think it still happened because I think they were leading us up to think potentially that it was that he slept with Corinne. Right. Right. Which obviously I was actually really proud of Nick that that is not a thing. We'll get to that. Yeah. But yeah, I, I don't still don't know what it is. And it seems heavy, like very heavy. Mm-hmm. The heaviest yeah. thing of the season maybe so far. What is it gonna be though? And then we see we see a clip of a woman showing up. Oh, I would bet. I have a lot. I would bet a lot of money. I know who that is. Who? I thought it was Andy. I think it's yeah, Andy. Yeah, it looked, absolutely. The hair looked the like hair, Andy. The hair, the heels, and the height. Yeah, yeah. it the looked three like H's, Andy. I like to say, yeah. you know. And like who? Like there are some women who look a lot like Andy on the show, but I can't 
see any of them coming back. Do you think this is just going to be one of those hyped things and then she'll come back and be like, here's some very basic advice for you. They said in the preview comes back to confront him, but do you think she's coming back kind of what Nick did to Caitlyn? Like, I maybe still have feelings for you now that she's not with Josh. No. Do you think that's even a remote possibility? She has no feelings for him. She definitely has no feelings for him. All right. Yeah. I mean, I think, have you read her book? No, I haven't. Oh, man. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's not very nice to him. It's meaner to Josh, but um, well, fairly. For, yeah, fairly, yeah. Uh, no, I don't think she – I think that, if anything, she would be going in to give some sort of feedback on how he maybe has, like, shot himself in the foot. Hmm. Like, maybe it's not, like, the most friendly advice session – but and then they'll end it by like clearing the air and yeah. she'll wish him well. Yeah. yeah. Hugs, wish yeah. him well. And then they'll go back to not being friends at all. If it is Andy, yeah. do you think they asked Caitlin too? And she was like, nep, no, nah, I'm good. We well, did you see them all on uh what show was that? Was the, it Kimmel? No, I think it was the after show, maybe. No. No. I think it was it, Kimmel after the first episode. They like went. Oh, yeah, the yeah. three of them. Yeah, with the three the of them. The three of them. And Caitlin seemed totally chill about it. Yeah. Like, she I did see kept saying and really annoying Andy, like, I'm happily engaged. <laughs> I don't care. Andy was like, fuck off, Caitlin. <laughs> um, I don't think that Caitlin really cares anymore, um, but I think they're friendly enough. Andy has always had these really, like, naughty feelings towards Nick because of how awkwardly their season ended. Yeah, um, and after the final rounds. Yeah. Yeah, and the fact that that, and that, that was, was such so a sticking with point him. in her relationship with Josh. Sure. Yeah. Which is more, on, you know, it's Josh's fault, but... Yeah, and, and the fact that he did, you know, say that thing to her on TV that really upset people about how they slept together. Um, I think that she has a lot more reasons to be... Weird. S- weird about him. him. Sure. Yeah. So I and also apparently they had like a very odd sexual experience for yeah, her apparently. book. Apparently, <laughs> so if it's not Andy, we just had a great conversation about Andy. Yeah, but. yeah. I, I feel like it's, it's totally gonna. Who, be I don't like, know who else it. It's gonna be Liz could or be. something. <laughs> Liz we'll like, got highlights and came back. Yeah, yeah. and she does her hair differently and completely, completely now. Um, so okay, so the group date. Group date. <laughs> they are on a yacht. Snorkeling. Another yacht. And they're snorkeling. They all jumped this off. Time the yacht. with sharks. The others. Uh, so that was the only like entertaining part of this was their discussion about. Yeah. Jack would you guys do that sharks. by the way? Would you do it? No. Uh, like you would have sat on the yacht and be like, Nah, I'm good. I'll wait here. I think I would have done it. Oh, God, I might have gotten yeah. freaked out. No, if I had to do it on the Bachelor, I would do I it. I would do it. But it's like it's like bungee jumping would I do it no would I do it if I were being filmed and put on the spot and but like yes probably because it's one of those things on my bucket list he said like it was I'm something way, that yeah, wasn't I'm the, way more likely to swim with a shark than, than like scale a building right okay like jumping off of something I would rather more trust a shark than trust my own ability <laughs> to adequately repel down a building exactly that quote that somewhere true. that's a great quote right there <laughs> here's your sound bite like Nick, take note. He just looked at Nick. Um, so I really liked – I think my favorite part was how Raven said that she thought Christina or Corinne would get eaten because sharks can smell fear. Yeah, that was fantastic. <laughs> I then, love Raven. And then Raven's like, I would punch that shark in the face. And I believe that, it. You know what? One of those things is a true thing about sharks. I don't think they can smell fear. 
but it is a good idea to punch them in the face. <laughs> and also, she would bring you. a stiletto with her and probably just yes. crush yeah. that shark. She probably yeah, I was like, I would really, really believe yeah, that she would, would beat the shit out of the shark. I would trust her to follow through on her word. <laughs> um, so they all jump in, and this is after, by the way, Nick massaged suntan lotion so awkward into Christina's inner inner thigh the inner thigh is what got me the rest of it was like fine okay your lower back the inner thigh was like he was like it's really important to wear sunscreen also yeah the way he said it was like oh it is very like sexual Nick I'll rub it in it made me feel uncomfortable yeah totally he was like this is just what we do on this season also then they like did a really close shot of her inner thigh I was like this is a very odd yeah and the music was weird I remember watching this I was eating an everything bagel this morning watching this (laughs) and I was like what is going on Danny's first everything bagel everyone yeah it was a big moment I went to 6am I went to this little place little Jewish you can get an everything bagel any time of the day or night here but this was like freshly made oh that's perfect I've been here before and never done it I don't know why Well, now you'll have to. I will forever associate everything bagels with her inner thigh. That's just realizes (laughs) in my head. It's interesting. Wow, that is an interesting. Thanks for that, Nick. I mean, there are worse. (laughs) There are worse associations. She looked great. I liked her bathing suit. She did look great. Yeah, they all looked great. They all looked great, and they all jump in the water. Swim with the sharks. It actually looked kind of cool. I have uh, Mm -hmm. gone swimming with sea lions, which are also violent. Oh wow! Um, They weren't being violent. Snorkeling. It's fun. Yeah. And um, then Christina gets a little freaked out. She's like, I've been through enough in my life. <laughs> She's like, yeah. look, I don't I've taken do enough this. risks. Yeah. I don't need to risk being eaten by a shark. She's like, I escaped prostitution and <laughs> yeah. lipstick diet in Russia to come here to you. And now you're making me risk my life to be shark food. I really like Christina. She's I do great. too. She grew on me a ton. I think she's a paradise contestant. I saw I someone tweeting. But yeah. I, think so. I saw someone tweeting like, "Please don't make Christina go on Paradise. She's been through enough." <laughs> no. That's true. But I think if she's an original, uh, this is I know this is separate, but if she's an OG cast member, like first week, yeah, then yeah. she would do. I well. think she finds love and it goes amazing. I think it would be insane to me if they didn't put her in first yeah. week. Like, have some respect. I know. <laughs> you know? Some exactly. Have some respect for no, Christina. She's, fa- she's fantastic. I I really want to get her on the show. That's one of my. Yeah. Missions. I want her on our show. We've been buttering her off on Twitter. We've been tweeting at her. It's all genuine. (laughs) Genuine buttering up. Um, So Nick gets off, uh, gets on the boat again to comfort Christina. And Corinne is very annoyed because it's not fair. And I was like, remember, Corinne, when you didn't, were scared of the cow poop and you you left and cried. And you shovel the poopy? Yeah. The poopy. And Nick didn't follow you, and I know it's not fair, but that was just his choice. Oh my gosh, I completely forgot about the poopy. We're going to take a quick break, but stick around. When we get back, we'll have even more with Danny Hoyt. Stay with us. If you want to bring coziness into your life, uh, and I mean, who doesn't? (laughs) Turn to Barefoot Dreams, especially right now, because the brand is celebrating their 30th anniversary. With those 30 years of coziness, Barefoot Dreams celebrates being the originators of everyone's favorite Lux Home Blanket. There's a reason why Barefoot Dreams has been on Oprah's favorite things list six times. 
Dressing head-to-toe in barefoot dreams is the key to comfort as their collection of ultra-soft robes, loungewear, and accessories are made with premium materials. And their products make the perfect gifts, too. I would certainly love to be given something from Barefoot Dreams. I just acquired the robe, and it is like the softest robe I have ever put on my body. It's so cozy. It's so warm. It's beautiful. It has a nice drape and weight to it. I wear it whenever I have the opportunity. I just want to wear it constantly. And I think everyone should have that kind of comfort and coziness in their lives. For Love to See It with Emma and Claire listeners, you can get 15% off of your first purchase at barefootdreams.com with the code LTSI15. Don't miss out on Barefoot Dreams' soft, soothing fabrics that will bring luxury to your life. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Sometimes there will be something that is just like nagging at me, bothering me about something in my life, and I just swirl it around and around and around in my head and don't quite know how to address it. And something that can really help me sort that through and like take action is therapy. I completely agree. I've been really stressed lately because I've just been getting sick over and over again. And before I know it, I'm feeling a lot of emotions and I don't even connect where they're coming from with the actual origin. We all carry around these stressors, right? And when we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a great safe space to get things off of your chest and figure out how to actually work through whatever's weighing you down. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash love to see it today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash love to see it. Okay, so you got engaged. Congrats. Now you may be wondering what comes next. If you're planning a wedding, the first thing you need to know about is Zola. With Zola, you can plan your entire wedding in one convenient place. From the day you get engaged and search for the venue to the day you send out your save the dates, make your registry, and even taste your cake. Zola has literally everything you need to make the whole process super easy and actually even enjoyable. There's even a five-star app that helps you plan on the go or, you know, from your couch, which is certainly how, uh, if I was planning a wedding, I would definitely want to do it as loungily as possible. <laughs> so important. I also just know myself. I I know that planning any kind of event, like even a birthday party, can get very stressful. And so it's been really cool to see friends use Zola. It really seems to make everything a lot less stressful. And as a frequent wedding attender. I love to be able to hop on that Zola registry and just purchase a gift. Easy peasy. I know I've done it. I won't forget. Thank you, Zola. Yeah, everything's all in the same place. It's perfect. Start planning at Zola.com. That's Z-O-L-A.com. Article believes in delightful design for every home. And thanks to their online-only model, they have some pretty delightful prices, too. 
Their curated assortment of mid-century modern, coastal, high Tyler Cameron, industrial, Scandi, and boho designs makes furniture shopping simple. Plus, they're dedicated to really thoughtful craftsmanship that honestly stands the test of time and looks good doing it. Article offers fast, affordable shipping across the U.S. and Canada. Plus, they won't leave you waiting around. You pick the delivery time and they'll send you updates every step of the way. I have long been an article girly, like every room of my house my house, my apartment, (laughs) you can see article furniture in. Most recently, we updated our balcony, you know, just in time. It's finally balcony season again, finally warming up in New York. And I have been out there with my coffee, sitting in the toady beach sand dining chair, which is a great little lounger for a small space. Again, New York City apartment. And uh, it just really, like, elevates our deck. That and the ottoman we bought to go with it, so comfortable, so chic, also can withstand a whole lot of rain. So important. Article is offering our listeners $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more. They're having their Memorial Day sale from May 13th to May 27th, which would be the perfect time to use your store credit on top of sale prices. To claim, visit article.com slash LTSI and the discount will be automatically applied at checkout. That's article.com slash LTSI for $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more. One in five Americans have learned a new language on their bucket list, as they should, because it's very important. If that's you, then make this year the year you finally check it off your list with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Wow, that is really fast. Their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Plus, all of Babbel's 14 award-winning link Plus, all of Babbel's 14 award-winning language courses are backed by their 20-day money-back guarantee. I personally used Babbel before I headed off to Paris for three weeks, and it was so helpful just kind of giving me back the basic understanding of French, allowing me to interact with people in restaurants, in shops, and, you know, just not make a total fool of myself when in a foreign country. Here's a special limited time deal for our listeners. Right now, get 60% off your Babbel subscription, but only for our listeners at babbel.com slash LTSI. Get up to 60% off at babbel.com slash LTSI. Spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash LTSI. Rules and restrictions may apply. Before we get back to the show, have you had a chance to find Here to Make Friends on iTunes? If not, now is the perfect time to subscribe and give us a rating. Every time we get a new subscription or review, our show climbs the iTunes chart which helps other people discover our show. Okay, now back to the show. And then we move on to the evening portion. portion. They each get a little bit of one-on-one time. Do you think it was interesting that he pulled Christina first? Do you think that because he recognized that she was having a hard day and he's kind of just furthering trying to comfort her? Yeah, and I mean, it felt very natural at the time because it seemed like they were 
really connecting. They were connecting more than the other girls, yeah. Yeah, and he often does kind of pull aside the person that he wants to talk to first. Yep, that's his tell. Yeah. Which was interesting then that she was the one that went home. It was yeah. Very and maybe he was just like me. in this middle evaluation process and he was like, I got to yeah, solidify. Yeah, I got to spend, spend time with him. Yes it no? seemed like they had a really good conversation. Right? They were cuddling. Corinne is just sitting over there like housing cheese cubes. <laughs> the other most relatable <laughs> I know. moment of her. I get like, it. That would be me too. I'd be I like, like so bored. Corinne, I drinking champagne, experience. cheese. This is why you feel bloated. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> It feels great, and I love cheese, but think ahead a little bit. Um, <laughs> I love Raven and Corinne's interaction during that, though. Raven's just sort of like, what's going on there, buddy? <laughs> Hello, buddy. <laughs> How's that cheese? <laughs> you liking that? Raven's so real. Oh, she's great. I like her a lot. Um, so and- we, we, ha- we get a little bit more of Raven's story this time. Uh, they sit down. She reveals that, that she was going to go to law school, which I don't think was— Anything that I don't think we'd heard that before. No, and I don't know why they saved that or didn't show that before. Yeah, and she also mentioned it. It sounded like Nick had heard before, maybe that she had thought about law school because she said, "Oh yeah, that's why I lost interest in law school. I had to move home." Yeah, that it was sounded a, like something they talked that about. It was a heavy moment too to realize. Um, you know, anybody anytime somebody has something major in their life, right? So like for the, everyone listening, um, she reveals that her. Dad was diagnosed with lung cancer. Mm-hmm. Um, that was very sad. I just think I think it made America already loves Raven. You know, mm-hmm. I think I think she's got America's vote already, and it just made me realize even more. Like it's if she doesn't win, it's going to be even more heartbreaking. Like that could be the moment. Like you know what I mean? That we see a lot of the tears is like something mm-hmm. to do with Raven. It, it's yeah. just funny to me because like I don't feel their connection. Right, but I love and I, her. I And, uh, like, I like her a lot, but she's not my favorite really? of the women. Yeah, like the— I'm He has a, a pretty good group left, he has honestly. A good group. I actually really yeah. like most of them. I don't I, see them together, but I like her a lot. I think the, the beating up her ex with a stiletto moment was a big turnoff for me. Yeah, sure, sure, <laughs> yeah. sure. Um, and none of the other women have done that, and they're all so great. So it's just, like, these are the things that we're down picking between. I'm going to be really real. I think something— I'm from Nebraska, and I've always been a fan of people with accents, but especially mm. southern southern accents. It's a really cute accent. There's something about it. My mom and I always do this. Like, you can say anything in a southern accent. So I think part of it is I'm like, <laughs> like oh, my gosh, that baby's ugly. And it's still kind of like, oh, you know what I mean? I think we're going to have four very different hometowns. Very different. Which is yeah. awesome. I think that was almost part of it, too, that they were like, that, that they wanted to have a range of women and they do. I think they it'll have be Corinne. really, it'll be really they fun. Have, yeah. Corinne's will be obviously hilarious. It's mm-hmm. going to be all about the nanny. It's going to be ridiculous. The nanny slash maid. Yeah. Do you think Raquel's going to get a lot of the time, like more than her family? Yes, <laughs> maybe. Do you think they're going to make fun of it almost? I think hers is going to be the lighthearted, funny date. Yeah. Who's going to be the yeah. serious? <clears throat> I think. Well, if Rachel goes home next week, hers might be the one that's like her federal judge father isn't into yeah. Nick. You know, I could yeah. see something like going a little weird with that one. She also <clears throat> mentioned this episode that she's never brought home a white boyfriend. Yeah, which I thought was very interesting to hear. She's dated him but never brought one home. Yeah. I kind of liked that they went into that a little bit. Should we just skip ahead to to um well, first of all, we should point out that Raven gets the, the group date rose. Yes. And, oh, and then we um, have Danielle's date. Oh, God, I like literally almost forgot about it. 
Oh, yeah. Jeez. <laughs> yeah. The basketball in the hole. Yeah, I forgot about that a little bit. Yeah, this was the well, classic. Well, that says a lot. This was <laughs> the classic play-a-pickup ball game with classic. local children. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was interesting, their conversation. Like, he said there was a lack of conversation, and we could feel it as a viewer. Mm-hmm. It was just, like, this dry, like, awkward. And they didn't really play music. Yeah. So it made yeah, it so awkward. There was yeah, just no you could substance. feel the silence. He was like, so, we'd go to Wisconsin. <laughs> And she was like, yep. Yeah. He was my, like, just north of uh, Georgetown or yeah. whatever. Yeah. Like, yeah, just, well, just up there. Like, it was very stilted. And you yeah. could also kind of feel the producer intervention here. You f- Like, it felt as though Danielle had been buttered up and been told, like, you need to open up to him. He just needs reassurance. Like, I could almost see those wheels turning because yeah. she really built herself up. Like she, Vanessa, it didn't to- seem like she was giving a lot in the rest of like. And I think she is sort of um, someone who holds back a little bit, and and also understandably given given her understandably. History. And I think it's her sure. personality too that she's a little quieter, which is fine. How um, recent was was that issue? I think like five years ago. Was it five years? And she's thirty one, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So she was in her mid twenties. Wow. Yeah. yeah was, I mean, and she definitely seems like someone who. Definitely is very cautious. Yeah, and I think maybe that's what we're seeing is is some cautiousness in her. I think she's she's a little uncertain about Nick. Mm-hmm. I don't think she's as sold as some of the other girls. I agree. Yeah. And that's what we're seeing is a little bit of her internal well, hesitation. And that's why I felt as though a producer had pumped her up to make the love confession. Interesting. Mm-hmm. You think because so? Because I don't. I don't. I think that she's going to be one of the people that leaves that environment and realizes like. Yeah, that wasn't. That wasn't for that me. That wasn't for yeah. me. I got myself kind of obsessed like because I was up, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and you would. I think anyone would. If you have one singular person to think about all the time oh, and you're in this sort of competitive love environment. Yeah. And that's why I always say I just go crazy on the show because you convince yourself you need validation from this one person. And I assume when you step out of that, you kind of you have, get some head, perspective. Like, Whoa, what was I thinking? And you're like, wait, and you have I so much that wasn't right on it. Like she spent so much time there. She's been thinking about this guy so much. She just sat down and like, as you almost must at this point, and I'm sure she heard that she was like, "I'm falling for you. I feel so like amazing with you." And then she gets rejected, and she's like, "You know, I haven't really put myself out there since my fiance died. Jeez. You know, yeah. that's a lot to process, and it's hard not to." probably feel a lot of disappointment that that didn't work out. But I think she'll look back and and see we didn't connect naturally. Like there were these moments in the conversation when he was sort of hoping that she would run with things a little more. And she was sort of like, well, I did my part. And we're just sitting here having a nice, quiet moment. I know for us as viewers, that whole thing happened in five minutes, was it? Mm -hmm. Maybe four minutes on the show. What do you think the real time was it that she opened up to him getting to the end where he's like, I just don't see that with you? Maybe 45 minutes? Or do you think it was less? I mean, it just always happens that a girl opens up. Oh, I, I need to find another way to say that. <laughs> um, she just expresses, t- expresses her, feelings. her feelings. And and his response is to look sick. Like, he looked very uncomfortable immediately. You can read... All of his emotions on his face. And it's hard to imagine that they just talked about some other stuff for a while. And then he was like, so remember earlier when you said that you were <laughs> yeah, falling in love back with to me? That for a second. And how I've been having what appears to be indigestion since then. <laughs> Actually, <laughs> here's the deal. Here's what's really going on. Here's the deal. You you need to leave. Gosh. Yeah. So I, mean, I mean, so I guess, what do you think that is, though? Do you think it was 30 minutes? 
I think it, I mean, it was pretty quick. Yeah. Between when she. I was just trying to put myself in her shoes. Like, I confess this to somebody and then they send me home. No, I mean, the I great think it was thing pretty about quick this turnaround is I think it's very quick. And I think that the women can't pick up on that pattern because the woman who has that happen to her always goes home right away. So yeah. the women don't maybe have a chance to put their heads together and say, well, if you say I'm falling in love with you, he's going to get freaked out and, yeah, so don't and send you home. Um, like they don't necessarily know right, about that. They don't that. know that that. Yeah. But he so does true. have that pattern. Um, it's probably for the best for them, though. Um, he says, you're just so great. He was really worried that she's going to take this to heart. And she says, not great not enough. enough. I know. She that came right out. That a single tear. single tear. single crystalline tear. Yeah. That was tough. She- I also felt, I was like, oh, I kind of like know that feeling. Really? Yeah. Of just like feeling like, oh, you're you're rejecting me and you're telling me I'm great. But clearly – yeah. All the all the you're great goes out the window, goes in one ear and out the other one. Yeah. The end product is, but, but you're not great. Like, yeah. it's essentially what he said. Yeah. You're great, but just not for me. Not for me. Yeah. Yeah. Which, Which again, with some space, yeah. you recognize, but at the, in that moment, you're like, well, fuck. Yeah. yeah. Like, you want to feel like you're so great that literally any guy <laughs> would be like, I get the chance to, like, sure, I'm locking this shit down. <laughs> like, you don't want to be thinking about compatibility at a moment like that. Luckily, uh, per Instagram, Danielle seems to have a great life in Nashville. Yeah, I think she's She seems okay. to be very close with a lot of the girls from her season, which and is always Wells. a good sign. And Wells. Her yeah. and Wells are buds. Yeah. Uh, which I'm like, that I, yeah. speaks well for her. Yeah. And she, Good uh, I see what you did there. She goes speaks back to pack up her, her. stuff. <laughs> she goes back to pack up her stuff and is like hugging the girls. And she's saying like, all I want is for him to just walk back through the door, like whispering and yeah. say he's made a huge mistake. And she like starts crying and she says, please walk back through the door. <laughs> and I was like, oh, my God, I can't handle I'm this. Like, you need to go and lay on a beach for a few days and just process. I At this know. point, I was on the second half of my everything bagel and I'm <laughs> trying to compose myself. You're always going to associate the second With half of an everything tears. bagel. Thighs and tears. Thighs and tears. Um. And so Corinne sees all this happen, and she's like, I need to fuck Nick right now. That's what I need to do. (laughs) It's time. She's like, it's desperate times, desperate measures. Bye, Danielle. I need to show Nick my sex abilities. How many times did we see the—have we seen so far this season the clip of, but my vagine is platinum? Like, Seven? I'd say it's in the teens. I was going to say in the teens. 15? Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, I think we saw it about episode. five times. Just this, tonight. That's true. Tonight. That's true. Last night they played it about By five By the times. time that it actually happened, Greg was like, did she say it again? And I was like, no, that's just, just the actual <laughs> time that she said it that they've been teasing for the entire season. But in typical, typical like, Bachelor fashion, they build it up, build it up, build it up, and then it was this, I feel like it's anti- I know. No yeah, pun intended, like, oh, it, we, anticlimactic. We were... <laughs> In more it, ways and it, than but it, one. And it literally was anticlimactic. They yeah. had the opposite of a climax. Literally and figuratively. <laughs> but props to Nick. Uh, I, I I think I gained some respect for him in that moment. Mm-hmm. And no guy, I think it was in the movie um, Forgetting Sarah Marshall when they talk about it. Do you, have you guys seen the movie? Yeah. yeah. But it's true. Like any guy that goes that far down a path or girl and you stop yourself, mad respect for that. <laughs> that is so hard to do, and, you know? Yeah, it definitely. And he had to have just the memory that exactly that had happened to him before. Like, mm-hmm. he's in the bedroom, but he knows that all the boom all, mics right, are the out mics there. Are there. He's got his little necklace on with the, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, they clearly, I don't think they'd taken those off So because yeah. it was really clear. You could hear all it the was little not as muffled moaning as noises. And he had to be, 
like so hyper aware of what would happen. Yeah, I and think that was he just, just enough to one, wrench him 100% back from the percent Made a promise to himself: I will not be yeah. that. I'm glad he. I'm, again. I'm glad he didn't. And I, but it I, makes me feel like he agreed to the early steps of it for TV because yeah. she's like, "Hi, I'm here. Let's go into the bedroom and just dive into bed." And he's like, "Okay." No, I will agree with you because he goes, <laughs> he goes right over, pops champagne, and I don't know if yeah, you guys noticed this. Knew. He initiated the first kiss on the couch, so he yeah. sits down. They both have a glass, and he leans over and kisses her. So I was like, "Oh, Nick's like instigating this a little yeah. bit." Yeah, he's very into Corinne sexually. Yeah, they both said yeah. he was like, "I'm very attracted." Which, by the way, I've never said that. Like I, I've told girls I'm attracted to them, but in a moment I don't. I don't just say I'm very attracted. Like he, he has odd ways of. Expecting. I would use yeah. like sexier yeah. words or like you know what I mean. Or he I'm very attracted Danielle to today your. That he liked her face. Yeah, he did. He was like, yeah. What he was did he like, say? here's some great stuff about you, your personality, <laughs> and your, your face. face. <laughs> your face. What's the deal, Nick? Like uh. you're 36. You gotta have some better lines than that. Um. <laughs> So Corinne's sex charms uh, did not quite go the distance. Yeah, we didn't get to yeah. see her sex abilities or and hear them. Yeah, we heard unfortunately. Some she said something about like d- lightly. Don't jiggle, just lightly oh, just massage. massage. Yeah. I was like, what is happening? She no, no, here are the rules. Two yeah. hands on at all times <laughs> and never jiggle, only lightly massage. But we already know he's incredible at holding her bo- boobs. That's true. No we one. Saw that, like, no one has two. ever held her held breasts. And no one ever will, <laughs> including Nick again, because apparently it didn't go well. Um, and she, he sends her away. I have to say, I thought her outfit was a little impractical for a hookup. She was wearing very tight pants. And Christian Louboutins, they definitely got a good shot of the yeah. red bottoms. <laughs> yeah. A very Vixen-like outfit. Yeah, but it was very, I was like, wear a pencil skirt or something. How's he going to just yank that You're up? Like, easier access. You, she, he, she gave him so much time to think about what a bad idea this was just while trying to Peel the the V off. was very low cut though. She did yeah. have the low I, cut. No, she I, looked I, very I, I sexy. I love that. Lo- I like that look. No, she looked gorgeous. But like all covered up except just that. I am yeah. simply talking about access. No, no, she you're, looked incredible. You're thinking practically. I'm th- also, did you notice that they grabbed a clip? I mean, I wonder whether it was actually originally from this time or they they looped something that they had played in maybe the second or third episode where she did the driveway boob licking weird thing. No, <laughs> no. And she, they said. I tried to do something really nice for Nick, and it completely backfired. And they had played that exact oh, line. Oh, okay. I yeah. remember when they played it. Mm-hmm. I heard it going, you didn't do something nice. That wasn't nice. That's not how I characterize yeah. that. But, like, that's always kind of true <laughs> of when she says that. Yeah. <laughs> She's but like, you could tell I the exact same wording. I was trying to such a favor. <laughs> no, she. I noticed that. Yeah, so they had clipped that. And so that was retaken. Yeah, Interesting. Was, yeah. To your point, which is a very edited season. Yeah, yeah. this is the... One of I have noticed more editing this season, probably because there are just gaps of storyline missing. Tons. Like roses given out that we don't see. You know, Vanessa was just missing from yeah. basically the second half of this episode. Like all the girls are hanging out. Yeah, right after the date where she said, I'm not going anywhere. And then she, was she went somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> like, where is, she is she now taking a nap? Like, what is going on? Even yeah. I saw Christina tweeted like, last night. Poisoning. Christina tweeted, like, where's Vanessa? <laughs> <laughs> just that? Yeah. I love her. I kind of wonder if, like, it was just a function of how the episode was edited because either I think Christina, so, but, it, yeah. but it's obvious then. It right. makes it very obvious that it a lot is left on the yeah, cutting absolutely. room floor, which I think. They usually strive to avoid making that noticeable. Mm. Yeah. 
I mean, because that's the idea. Is that a Nick <laughs> thing? Is that a girls thing? What is that? Or is it the over the fact that Corinne has gotten so much, so much the, space? Yeah, yeah. I think that that is a big part of it. Weird. Okay, um, so let's talk about the Rachel one on one, and then that'll be perfect for talking about her as next Bachelorette. <laughs> the Rachel one. Who? Which one of you guys said it was the most fun, lighthearted, real? I loved it. Authentic, yeah. easygoing date. They actually seem to enjoy spending time. And together. she can I just say this when she walked out of the house with the little crop top and the skirt, the she's abs showing. So cute. She's she so looks... freaking adorable in yeah. every way. It's all I, I and even the picture he posted last night with her, like I, I think that was in Bimini, by the way. Did Aww. you guys see that? No. Because he had his arm around her and it was like his way of holding yeah. to but like everything about her, I don't understand. I, did, I just, I guess I don't, I don't get how, well. I feel like something must go really wrong with Maybe that's what I it think is. it's the hometown. I think it's the hometown. Because Something's he gonna likes go her weird. so much. And they seem the most comfortable together, actually. Like, yeah. I got that sort of vibe with Vanessa during their first date. And I was like, Vanessa oh, this date? it. Amazing, yeah. amazing yeah. date. But now Rachel's had two one-on-ones that have felt like that. Um, yeah. And it was it's true. It was disappointing to watch already knowing the news about her as Bachelorette. I was like, I I don't mind spoilers at all on Paradise because that's just the end yeah. isn't really the point. Um, but on the Bachelor and the Bachelorette, like it was just and sort I, of eh. this is like a little. But I already felt like for most of the season, people were kind of discounting Rachel for maybe the history reasons of the history of the show, maybe sure. because she didn't. Uh, after the first impression rose, didn't get a lot of screen time for a while. But now, like, she finally sort of broke out into the front of the pack, and already she's become irrelevant again to this arc of this show. And it would have been nice if they could have her finish out the way that The Bachelorette usually does, where she's a front runner, and we really get to and root for her in that, in that yeah. context before. But I think that part of the reason we saw this happen is so that America can get to know her a little more. And so it gives us one more. If you listen to, like, you mentioned this earlier, the music with Danielle was absent. The music with Rachel was very uplifting and positive. I put a lot of yeah. a lot of stock into the music but they played they behind. they could do that anyway. They could. They always try to make you—they always set someone up that way, you know? Yeah. I just—I think that because this is such a diversion from the normal for the franchise, I think they're going out of their way, and that's why they did it so early to— really make us like her even more. Why would they then associate Rachel's being the Bachelorette with a huge spoiler? Like, traditional yeah. viewers of the show yeah. are going to be pissed. Do you like, think it's because like it was going to leak somewhere? Because I it's think such it a big was going to leak, however, so they wanted to control it? it always leaks. It always reality. leaks. Reality Steve always knows. I've never looked at it, by the way. No, we, we don't we read don't spoilers either. Like, okay. sometimes I'll go back and read his analyses of things after the fact, but... No, I don't, because I don't like to know. It's part of the fun is yeah. Yeah. guessing. And I want to have raw reactions on my show, as I'm sure you guys do. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And, and I didn't mind when they spoiled Nick. Again, like, I think because it was Paradise, I was like, eh, we're sure. so close to the end. Who cares? There's other couples. It feels less like, serious. Yeah. 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 And, and the fun is just sort of watching people pair up and break up and every week. Whereas The Bachelor, you, you know you're leading to something. And now we've taken all of the suspense out of that Rachel dynamic. And maybe it's also just because the last two episodes have been Nick being so unhappy for most of the episode. Yeah. That then for me to be watching, be like, oh, this date is delightful, but we know where it's heading. Do you think we'll ever get an explanation? No. I so it's just going to be a bunch of theories? wonder if something so off the wall happens at the end that they kind of felt like 
this didn't matter. Like, what do you mean? Like a like a Juan Pablo like, where they're just like, we're just going to continue to date. No, that's not even like, I mean, like he doesn't pick anyone. Gosh, do you know how heartbreaking that would be if that or happened? he picks Rachel and then they break up. So that's no. my so you can think? we talk about this? For yeah. a second? I don't because yeah. that's my theory. That's right. Mm-hmm. Really? My, I want I want Vanessa and I, and I think it could be Vanessa, but I think that something happens with Rachel where she could potentially pull a Brooks Forrester and be one of the final two and remove herself from it. Mm. And that's when we see him silhouette walking along in the snow. And now it's just Vanessa and it's not. You know oh, what I mean? She left. See, I love when they leave on their own. Yeah, I, I kind of do too. Great. Like, and I so, loved when yeah. the Brooks thing was yeah. like such a moment. With Des. I think yeah. that's, so that's my, been my running running secret in my head is like, I think Rachel, it's Rachel and Vanessa, and I think that's kind of what happens. Yeah. That no, that's interesting because I feel like the only reason to spoil it this much is if you're throwing a huge feint. And mm. then everyone assumed she was going home tonight. Or uh, yeah. unless they and just that didn't, didn't want the speculation. That's the other thing I could mm-hmm. see them being like, We've made a choice. We're not basing this on who has the most Instagram followers yeah. at the end of the season. We want it to be Rachel. We're making it Rachel. That's it. And Whereas I think, usually they, like, you know, sign two people, have it be sort of like a rat race between the two of them. You know, read they read tweets and decide, like, are people going to be into this enough? By the yeah. way, I was interested to see. So I, as soon as they announced it last night, I went and looked at what her following was on Instagram. And she was at 71,000 followers, and she's up to 115 as of right now. Wow. And then I wanted to see what she was on um, Twitter as well. She like, no Twitter followers. She was at 10 point, 10 point seven Listen, or something guys, like that. Listen, guys, that's not nothing. No, it's not <laughs> nothing. Like, for us, normal people, she's up to only 16.8 on Twitter. So I love that they're not basing it yeah. on, like, who America I'm already— really glad. I'm very really glad. Also, because she is just the most entertaining one. She's wonderful. She yeah. should I mean, we— from like episode one, I was like, I she would make it great. She'll carry. So I think she'll more than carry. So it's always a big deal to have somebody who can carry a show. Yeah. So she'll not. We know she'll carry a show, but she'll also bring it. I think it'll be like more of like a lighthearted, fun. She's more of a Caitlyn character. She's really fun and funny, yeah. and she's a little older, which I like because she knows herself. It'll be more mm-hmm. true. So I think that I think the people that were skeptical skeptical about having an African American lead will be so over the top about her that they'll be blown away that I think I don't think it'll ever be an issue again who they have. I as a hope not I because hope so. it is 2017. My like, God, right? What yeah. the hell? How are we even? It's it's insane to me that we're even having the conversation about like this is a historic moment. I'm like, you should all be ashamed of yourselves. Yeah, I know. It's they're, 2017 they're like, and you've never cast moment. a woman of color. We are doing a thing that we have <laughs> never done before because we suck. Like yeah. you can't turn that into a historic um, moment. But Rachel is gonna be. An awesome bachelorette. Incredible. So yeah. that is the only thing that's saving me and from being really pissed about the spoiler is that I wanted yeah. her to be the bachelorette. If it had to be this way, yeah. then like, <laughs> fine. And one thing that uh, your co-hosts on After Buzz were saying, I listened this morning. Oh, Chelsea and Christina, um, they had Ashley on last night. I know. Ashley, I. Yeah, I, I, it was hard to I tell them apart. Listened. Don't tell um, them. There are too many lady voices, which is something that, that we hear sometimes. But like, <laughs> I, I think I got through. They were speculating, and I think this was Ashley's idea that um, it was for casting reasons that they want it because they're starting filming in just a few weeks. I think it's literally in like 10 days. Which is really early, which is early to start filming. Yeah. And so they wanted to make sure that they were had a chance to like attract some quality men, especially men of color, to the dating pool. That's an interesting to, to theory. The cast. Yeah, I heard someone say this last night, so I can't say that it's my thought. But once they started talking about it, we were at dinner last night, it started to make sense like who they're going to get for casting because... 
I can't remember who else is in the conversation of this age range for Bachelorette being in like the 30s. So there's Nick mm. for Bachelors, but what other girls have been? Like Caitlin. Caitlin was, Caitlin was 29. 29. She, was, she turned 30 while 20. they were filming. Yeah, and I think Andy yeah. was... 27 or Yeah, Andy was late yeah, 20s. Yeah. So I'm trying to think in recent... I mean, Emily Maynard had the kid, but I still think she was 20... She was, she was very, very young. young. Yeah, she was 25, 26. So the people that we'll see, A, will be a little older, more mature, maybe... Mm-hmm. I don't want to say better jobs because there's always guys with, you know, that are But I do think that they will try to match her. Because she's a a lawyer with a dad as a judge. Not to say someone like me who's a host for a living isn't compatible, but that's just – it's just different. It's so, not that it's one. And I think they want to stack the deck. Going to audition for this season <laughs> of The Bachelor. I don't think that they're. That's a little slip there. Emma and, I, Emma and I were talking about this earlier. I don't think that they would let someone like someone like us that analyzes is like, what's going to no, be our job? Not. We're a bachelor over analyzer. Like that's going to be. <laughs> that would be Danny. And, and we would there be was, thirty-two. It would be terrible. It would they be just horrible. had a bachelor super fan on yeah, the show. Yeah, and that, those that's people true. are always a joke, and yeah, they true. never do well. So you would just come off terribly. I will say this: yeah. I'm very excited to see. See the cast, and I think that. Do you guys believe they ever cast people to be to ruffle up the house like a Chad? I think that they they have try archetypes. to have those yeah. people in the there pool. There could be someone this season they have to do because. Follow me here. If you're gonna get guys that are a little older, more mature, with maybe a little more like years under their belt, respectable situations Actual in their life, careers, there might not be as much drama, so they may have to infuse. It, oh, they're gonna get saying. some crazy. Yeah, they're gonna throw they're in a few crazy people. Definitely going to have some crazy people. But I think they have to try to like, and I loved Caitlyn. She's a cool girl, but I don't think that they looked at someone like Caitlyn and they were like, "We need to make sure we have some legit dudes." Yeah, because she's like a dance instructor, and she like is just kind of a normal sort of girl. She would sure. she would date a guy who's a fitness instructor. As she is. Exactly. Yeah, or a lawyer where I don't know, and I could be completely wrong, I don't know Rachel. I don't know if Rachel would date a guy who's just a host. You know what I mean? Well, I'm Nick trying to is use myself basically as an just a host. <laughs> but like, would she date a guy who trains like people in CrossFit? I, yeah, don't, know. I don't know. It's hard for me to see that. It's going to be very yeah, I interesting. Know they, I don't think they can cast like 15, 15 fitness personal trainers. trainers. <laughs> yeah, they, they, need to, they need to like widen, open it up yeah. a we're little bit. They're not saying there's anything wrong with on the show. Yes. Michael Garofola. Yeah. Oh, we love Michael. <laughs> yeah, he's yeah. Nice. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. Yeah, I do. I do think that, and and that's kind of exciting. Like, I hope they do use this as a little bit of a reset because I think because we know this show now is such a breeding ground for like move to LA and take a lot of gym selfies and sure. like get a lot of sponsorships, which like respect. I don't blame anyone who goes on this show to promote themselves. I think that's got to be part of it if you're going on TV. Why Why else would you do it? Um, but I do wonder if they're trying to sort of get a little bit more variety in terms of personal yeah. ambitions mm. uh, for Rachel. And there are Rachel. different ways that you can—like, Andy was a, an attorney, and she went on the show and clearly wanted to, to do have, something else. To do something else, yeah. but she had a certain—and not, you know, that people who are lawyers are all going to be great media hosts, but, like— She's well spoken. Mm-hmm. She's comfortable being in front of people and interacting with people in like a stressful situation. There are people with serious, like difficult jobs who would transition well into the media environment. It's it doesn't true. all have to be like sure. yeah. yoga instructors <laughs> who would like to sell sugar bear hair, um, <laughs> which is a totally fine thing to do too. But we've definitely seen a drift in that direction a yeah. little bit. Yeah. 
Especially on The Bachelor, which used to be like, he went to Harvard and Princeton and Yale, and he's the youngest billionaire, and he wants to date some chicks with fake boobs. What was the guy that did that, that came with a helicopter? He had like a... Kalen. Kalen, that was his name. Oh my God, Kalen. He was was like a male Corinne. Oh, he was terrible, but hilarious. And then I loved, and Emily told him off, and that was like the greatest moment. Yeah, because he called her kid Baggage. Baggage. Oh, so, yeah, then she said... I'm going to go backwards, like hood rat in your ass or oh, something. Yeah. That was great. <laughs> if Rachel, and I'm getting way ahead, but if Rachel finds love and gets married, do you think that we see a little bit of a pivot in the franchise to people taking it a little more seriously and maybe having older Bachelor and Bachelorettes? Maybe. I would love that. I would love yeah. that too. And that's I why I'm asking. I would love that. I Honestly, maybe though, it's just that I'm getting older and I'm like, damn it! Now everyone is almost everyone is younger than younger, me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm like enough of these 23 year olds. I used to feel too young to go on the show, and now I'm too old. Well, so maybe it's just this is the breeding grounds for eventually them having Chris Harrison as a Bachelor, which is my dream. <laughs> and then I would slide in and help host the show. Maybe the three yeah, of us. So like, your yeah. dream is just to be able to take over for Chris Harrison. Yeah, who doesn't want to wear a robe and mimosas in St. Thomas and just hang out? I want to do that thing he and did on Jimmy Ferry. Kimmel, where he just made. <laughs> fun of his own uh, he's, a, he, he's very good at that I'm, I know that's, that's, why I like that's my favorite thing that I would do is Chris Harrison <laughs> okay so we we gotta wrap up we have to talk um, about Christina and we have to first. very briefly talk about Christina's exit before yeah. we do it made me so it made sad. me really sad the moment that made me the saddest was when she was leaning forward on the couch with her head down and all the girls surrounded her which I shows know. you you can tell she's how beloved. much she's loved in the house yeah. it really reminded me of the Carly Jade moment oh yeah where Carly oh, I'm that. sorry I'm like starting to cry I loved um, that moment but the way that that Carly was just like balled up with yeah. grief and Jade was like holding her that that was the sort of moment that Christina was having with and the I think girls. I'm more taken in by like the friendship moments on this yep. show that's yeah. the stuff that feels real to me they've been spending so much time together so I like when we we see these women getting upset that their friends are going home that yeah. their support systems in this environment are going home and you could see yeah. that all of them really loved Christina yeah. and she's also just I just really like her yeah she's and it's she's all she's so self-possessed and we've seen her exercise that throughout so many tough situations in the house that to see her completely fall apart is very visceral like it's it's i do i do wonder if nick almost sent her home now because he knew she wasn't going to be the last one and he didn't want to which he kind of said like Mm. i i don't want to take you through all of these steps whereas i feel like he knows corinne isn't going to be the last one either but being producers he's like, are like, we need to see Rick. And he, yeah. yeah, and he's also like, I'll I take he, you to the fantasy. I think suite. he thinks like, that Corinne <laughs> and like Raven can handle it if they're not the last one. And I think he looked at Christina and was like, she deserves more. Like he literally said to her, like, he did. you deserve someone who wouldn't sit in front of you and say there are stronger relationships in the house and like things can develop going forward from here. But you deserve. That was a very mature thing to say. Yeah, yeah. it was. It's adult Nick. I know. You're like, oh, yes, you are 36-year-old man. There he is. Yeah. yeah. And it's a very true thing. Like, and it's what I always end up thinking when girls like Christina, you know, she says you didn't give me a fair chance. Or like when Corinne, thinking she was going to be sent home, was like, I'm the last one on the totem pole. I'm going to be sent home. It's not. I need to, like, this is horrible. And I was like, if you're the last one out of five girls, even you deserve better, Corinne. Like, yeah. you you can't really want that. You don't want the guy that you have to knock four other girls out of the way before 
he's willing to be with you. And Nick knows that. And he's watched the show and been on the show and talked about it enough to have that perspective and to be able to voice it. But it was really hard was to watch. I don't feel like it got enough play either, like enough time. Like yeah. I wanted a little more of a moment seeing her because we didn't see her in a in a car leaving. We saw her get did into we? a car. Sorry, get yeah. in, but like not the you know the interview they do in the car. Oh, they did yeah. a little bit. We had a like there just was a brief. smidge. I wanted like a little more. She said, just like um, a moment. She deserves. She said, a spot I did picture a life. I did picture a life with him. I've never done that with anyone else. Yeah, that line. I just want to see more yeah. from her, um, and I hope yeah, we get. I hope she's. I hope she's on Paradise just selfishly, so we can yeah. hang out with her more on TV. And one other thing Nick said that was sort of telling was, "I'm not ready to let Christina go, but I feel like I have to." He has a lot of respect for her, and yeah. that did come across. And I think normally, you know, he'll say something like. I knew that, you know, we didn't have that together, so I had to let her go. It was time to say goodbye. And it really, he sounded very conflicted about it. He did. Um, he did. And so, bonus I'm, clip, though. <laughs> Corinne, oh, yeah. Corinne has a cheese tower on her head yeah. featuring <laughs> Christina and Raven. And Raven, which surprised me. Yeah, they me. were like, oh, we don't have Alexis to do the end but it didn't seem like they clip. were like like it was like a malicious yeah. intent no, kind it was, of vibe. I actually think all of the remaining women like friends. each other. Yeah, like when Rachel said she was Team Corn on on Jimmy Kimmel, I was like, I believe it. I think yeah. they, I think they, they, they all are pretty good with each other. Yeah. yeah, I think that Corinne is like your friend, where sometimes you're like, oh my god, calm down. <laughs> yeah, but also you find her endearing and hilarious. Exactly. Yeah. Like there were times when Rachel was talking to Corinne, and Corinne was just like spewing emotion everywhere, and Rachel was like. You really need to stop, but <laughs> also, in a loving way. Rachel is like six or seven years older exactly. than Corinne, so I think she she has a little bit of perspective to be like, yeah, I'll counsel you. Yeah. <laughs> um, but Christina and Raven have to take advantage of a moment where Corinne is asleep next to all this stack. All As this, you do, of I love the cheese. Yeah. And then when Raven <laughs> threw the cue of cheese into Christina's mouth, and they like celebrated. So cute. Oh, melted my I heart. I also liked they're how they, their first observation was like, oh, she, Corinne looks so pretty napping. Because she, she's a pretty she napper. She's yeah. a pretty napper. <laughs> They've just come to accept Corinne's naps. For, I respect yeah, her nap skills. She can nap anywhere. We've reached the end. This has been wonderful. It's been great. You guys Danny, are the best. come back anytime next time you're in New York. Oh, well, thank you for having me. You guys are amazing. I'm glad we're finally doing this. I know. I know. And then Internet we have, friends become real yes, friends. Yes, we did have you guys come to L.A. Yes. And yeah. do a cross podcast in L.A. Oh, I, I love, love that. It. This was really yeah, great. Yeah, you guys are the best. Let's do it again. This is the point in the show when we usually do Feminism Fails, but we're just riding such a high from the announcement of Rachel as the next Bachelorette, and everyone behaved pretty well this past episode, though we we did talk about some things uh, that we were critical of during the recap, but we're just going to skip Feminism Fails. and We don't want to force it. Yeah, let's just enjoy these good feelings about this <laughs> historic moment in Bachelor history. But of course, we do have our Tweet of the Week, which this week comes from Nick himself. In Bachelor World, there is no such thing as an easy D. Tonight is no different. So many hard Ds. Very tough decisions. Nick, I just want to applaud you on how topical of a tweet this is. Excellent, excellent job. And you even had the hard Ds innuendo. (laughs) It's just, yeah, well done. He's been really on, like, he's got his finger on the pulse of America right now. (laughs) And that's it for Here to Make Friends. 
Thanks to our guest, Danny Hoyt, and our producer, Nick Offenberg. If you haven't yet, why don't you find Here to Make Friends on iTunes to subscribe and give us a rating? We're also on Facebook. Please like us. And you can find us both on Twitter. I'm at Claire E. Fallon. And I'm at Emily D. Rose. Or you can always send us an email. We love to get those at here to make friends at HuffingtonPost.com. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you next week for Hometowns. I live by routines, especially my same-day delivery routine with Shipt. Because when Sunday rolls around, I'm not scared. I got my shopper on the way with all my favorites. Shipt. Delight in every delivery. Learn more at Shipt.com. The South Dakota Stories, Volume 7. My trip to South Dakota was the best summer ever. Now I don't need to go to Mars because I've been to the Badlands. And I caught a bigger walleye than Dad when we went to the Missouri River. Then I rode my bike through these huge rocks called needles. Ooh, I also saw my first herd of bison, even a fuzzy furry baby one. I can't wait to go back and see more. There's so much South Dakota, so little time.